Gewaldik, Daf Bays in Mayer Katan. Okay, now Mayer Katan is primarily about the laws of Chol Hamayir, the intermediate days of the Amtaivim of Pesach and Sukkot. Sometimes I feel like Chol Hamayir. Chol Hamayir is so fascinating in that it's so hard to know is it Chol or is it Mayir? Right? Is it is it like a regular day or is there something special here? Sometimes in our lives too. You know, sometimes we feel like we're chayl. It's like, ah. And sometimes we like, nah, it's a mayr. You know, it's like, ah, it's a yomtif. This is great. This is geshmak. I'm a, my, my spirituality is on fire, you know? Cholamayr is this interesting, um, it's this interesting time which our mesechta, mayr cotton, is going to clarify for us that actually... It's a, it, these are days of holiness. There are certain things that are allowed under certain circumstances when it comes to work. But really, Chol HaMayed is a Mayed with some permitted Chol things to do. Now, before we start, I just want to give a... We, it's, it's very hard to share a lot of the details initially. I think it's just going to be what they call nowadays TMI, too much information. We'll go into overload. But one thing to that, that it's important for us to focus on as we go through this Masechta in particular, okay, it's going to take us a little over four weeks to learn this Masechta, Bez Hashem, is, is the, the word is called Tziruf. Tziruf means to combine. There's a lot of different rules about when something is permitted on Cholamayid and when it's not permitted. And we're going to notice that very often if you're mitztarev something, if you join together different rules, that's what's going to lead to something being permitted. Okay? Let's give an example. Let's give an example. You're allowed to work on chola moed if it's going to cause a loss of work. I'm sorry. If it's going to cause a loss of money. Not a loss of profit. A loss of what I currently have. Okay? So you're not allowed to work on Cholomite during a profit. But if your business is going to go down, if you don't work on Cholomite, or you're going to get fired, so then you're allowed to work. You don't need to take a loss on what you already have. Now, under certain circumstances, if there is what's called Tircha Yaseira, a lot of effort to put into this uh, avoda, then even a davar of it might be a problem. Even if it's going to be a loss because you're not allowed to do like excessive work on cholamayit. Okay, so what we just showed is one: if you look at something on its own, it might be okay. But if you're mitzdarev something else, if there's other logical things to combine with it, the halacha will change, and that's what we need to be uh, cognizant of and be aware of. As we go through our Masechtas, we're going to find particular rules. And then notice that rule combined with something else might completely change the halacha. Let's get going. Says the Mishnah. Mashkin Beis Hashlachim. Okay. You're allowed to water a field that needs to be watered. And if it doesn't, the field will dry out. Why are you allowed to do that? Because again, you're going to lose what you have. So you're allowed to water a field that needs to be watered. Bemayid, this applies to Chalamayid, Ubashvias, and on Shemitah. 
This is true whether it's a newer spring, or whether it's not a newer spring. Now, an old spring is much better than a newer spring, because a newer spring, as the water is moving along, you can have issues with the ground and the land, and as the water is moving along, you may need to work it to allow the water to keep moving, and that might lead to excessive work that's not allowed on Cholomite. As opposed to an older, experienced spring that's done this many, many times, there's no concern about having to dig up land or allow the spring. It's already going. It's, 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 you know, it's crusty, as they say. It's got its pattern. It's got its thing that, that, that's happening. Okay? Fine. You're not allowed to water a field if the if we're dealing with like a pond on the side of a field, and also not if it's from a key line. A key line is a regular well. You got to take the pail up and down, up and down, up and down. Both it's excessive work. Okay, and you're also not allowed to make ugiyais. You're not allowed to make um, these ditches in order to make uh, more rain reservoirs. Why? Because of what we said. Even though you're allowed to have water go through your fields, doesn't get ruined. However, any situation where it's going to lead to excessive amount of effort and excessive amount of work, now it's forbidden. When you're mitzarif, when you join together, the second reason, now it's no longer allowed. Okay. You're not allowed to make a new irrigation ditch on Cholamayr or by Shemitah v'chamerim. The Cholam saying no. On Shemitah you may. You're not allowed to dig a new one on Cholamayr, but you know what you're allowed to do? You're allowed to dredge out irrigation ditches, which means that if you have an irrigation ditch that's, that's schlepping water from one place to another, and there's some sort of blockage that comes into play. So to clear out that blockage is not called excessive work. And it is allowed. Period. Okay. Last part of the Mishnah. You're allowed to fix up wells that people need water from if it's for the Rabbim. If it's for the public. Even, again, if it's for a Yachid, an individual, it seems it's not allowed. But there are certain things, the Mishnah is starting to hint to us, when it's for a community, it becomes mutter. It becomes allowed. And you're allowed to, and you're allowed to clean them. You're also to fix up the paths and the streets. The Anything that the Rabbim needs, right? People need to travel. They got to get from point A to point B. They need a mikvah. Huh? You're allowed to take care of all that on Cholamayid, even though there's a lot of effort. So what you see from here is another point that the mission just let us know. Some things are permitted. Excessive effort not permitted. But Sarche Rabim kind of counterbalances the excessive effort problem. Right? If the public needs it, then even though it's excessive effort, under certain circumstances that we're listing, it's now okay. This is what's beautiful and gishmak and fascinating about Hukas Cholomite. You're allowed to put up uh, you're allowed to put up tombstones. The Yitzin Afala Klayim and they would go out and get rid of Klayim from the fields. Okay? They would go out and check the fields to make sure uh, during this time of year where things would grow that there was no Klayim growing and if there was, they would get rid of it. Okay? Period. Azai is the Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Okay? We said that if you have a brand new spring, Dasi Lin Pule, 
that where we know there's an issue of a brand new spring. What's the issue? It's not established yet. You could run into problems with a brand new spring, but we still say it's allowed. Ma, uh, mashkin, right? We say you're allowed to to uh, water from in a cholamayid. An older spring, which is more experienced and has has less problems for for damage. We're not we're not concerned it's going to fall down. Me boy, you got to tell me. Ask the Gemara a classic Gemara question. If I know that you're allowed to water from a new one, which is a bigger chiddush, why do you need to tell me the smaller chiddush? As they say, and this is so true, they don't make them like they used to. Things that were made a good, a nice amount of decades ago last a lot longer than a lot of the junk that's expensive and fancy and doesn't and and, and doesn't last anymore. The old springs work. There's no issues. You know what you're getting. The newer springs could collapse. So if we know you could do a newer spring where there's more potential for excessive work, certainly an old one. That's the Gemara's question. So Gemara says, no. Amri Yitzchik. We got to mention the old springs are permitted as well. I'll tell you why. If you're talking about a new, a new spring you're allowed to water from, I would say, only by a base ashlochim, a field that relies on irrigation ditches, that's okay, but a field that relies on rain, you're not allowed to um, have have these uh, work on these springs. Because the new the the new spring might come to fall down. But an older spring, there's no concern. You know this thing works; it keeps moving along. I would say you're even allowed to water a field that doesn't need the irrigation ditch and can rely just on rainwater. Therefore, the mission lets us know. In you're only allowed to to bring this spring along, okay? If it's dependent on the irrigation, But uh, even if it's an old spring, right? No matter what kind of spring, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do this work because lemaisa it's a field that doesn't doesn't depend on it. It's not a, and therefore it's not going to come to be a davar of it. It's not going to come to a loss. Okay. Umay mashu the high base hashlochim listen to the tzachusu hedu base hashlochim means that it relies on irrigation water. Dechsev vaata oyef viagea. Okay, and you were oyef tired viagea um, exhausted umetargeminon, and we interpret this to mean vaat mashhi viloi mishalhi viloi. These were mishalhi. Which means, um, which means tired. Okay, so you see that uh, the Gemara had asked the question: What is? Uh, how do you know that Beis Hashlochin? Right, where is it from? Shlochin is is Shalhi, which means that it needs something. It's tired, and if I don't give it the water, it's not going to be able to keep up. Okay, says the Gemara: My mashma the high Beis Habal lishna de miyasvusahu. How do you know that Beis Habal? Means that it doesn't need. It's a type of field that doesn't need irrigation, and it could be sustained on rainwater. it says when a young man marries a besula, a virgin, and we explain what is that? What is that pasuk? What's the deeper message in that pasuk? Referring to, by the way, uh, it's referring to Klal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. Okay, what does this mean? Ari kemadimi taisav. A young lion, the way that it that it settles, ulem imbisula, 
uh, it settles with a virgin. So too will Klal Yisrael settle in Eretz Yisrael. When a young couple is starting out, they're starting out fresh, they're comfortable, they know right, there's, not, there's not so many skeletons in the closet, there's not so much baggage that comes along at a young age very often. So there's more of a, a uh, innocence, but a, a beauty to that innocence. So too it's going to be with, with uh, Klal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, a very uncomplicated type of relationship. Okay. Period. Says the Gemara Viter. Man Tana Defseda in Harvachalai. Who's the Tana of our Mishnah? Because our Mishnah says you're allowed to work a field if it's if you're gonna lose money. You're not allowed to work a field if you're just not going to gain. Who's the Tana who holds that? Even when it's gonna cause um uh and even by a hefsid. You still can't do a Tirchi Yaseira, like we said, right? Even if it's going to cost a loss, if it's a lot of work, you still can't do it. So who's the Tana? Amr of Huna. Huna says, Rabbi Lazbin Yaakov. It's Rabbi Lazbin Yaakov. The Tana we learned in the Mishra, Rabbi Lazbin Yaakov. Rabbi Lazbin Yaakov says, Mashkin Esamayim Ilan Ilan, you're allowed to move irrigation ditches, kind of, you know, train tracks. You kind of stick up something, you, you put a dam over here, a barrier, and the water will move over to. A different tree. So you're allowed to do that on Cholamayin. As long as you don't end up watering the entire field. So what you see from here, you're allowed to do something to, to make sure that a tree doesn't die and it can be sustained. But you can't do too much of it. Because too much of it is now called a Tirchi Yasera. Okay, so therefore, you see, it's very possible. Rabbi Yaakov is the Tana of our mission. Says Gemara, no. We heard from Rabbi Lazar, that you're not allowed to work a field when there's going to cause a revach, when there's going to cause a profit. But tircha b'makam seida mi shamisle. We never heard from here, or from his statement, that um, if you're going to have a hefsid, but it's also going to be a tircha yaseira, that it's not allowed. That part we have not clarified. And therefore, granted, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yaakov, will agree with one part of it, that you're not allowed to work to gain money, but we don't see clearly from him that that uh, if if there even if it's going to be a loss and Tirchiyasir that that's not allowed. We haven't heard that from him, so we don't know necessarily yet that he's the ton of our Mishnah. So says the Gemara to explain El Amr of Papa, rather of Papa says Hanami. So who is the ton of our Mishnah? Rebuudi. It's Rebuudi the ton of learned in the Brisa. Mayani Yitzmitchila, brand new spring, unproven, right? Unproven. We don't know what's going to happen. The wall's going to collapse, fall. We don't know. So a brand new spring. You're allowed to use that spring to water a field that relies strictly on rainwater. The field doesn't necessarily even need the spring. No, you can only allow this new spring to water a field that relies on irrigation. says, like Both are not true. Okay? Both opinions. Yasser um, Alkein Amr and also Rebuda says like Yifne Adam Amas Hamayim, a person's not even allowed to dredge out, you're not allowed to clean out a a, uh, a, a stream of water, a river of water, Vyashka Leginasai, and let it let it water his garden, Ulochorvasai, or his ruins, which things are starting to grow in. Now, my charva, what is this ruin? The Gemara, before we, we get we get to clarify exactly what our question is, we want to clarify 
what his statement is. Says Gemara, my charava. What is what is uh, what does it mean charava that you had this this field that uh, needs water? Either macharva mamish, it's mamish a dry field. Yeah, there's nothing growing there. If it's completely dry, why are you bringing an irrigation stream over there? Amar Abaye, Abaye says, You're right, it's not completely dry. Rather, it dried up from, from receiving water from one place. And now there's another spring that's coming to, um, that's coming to help out. And if you don't allow the new stream to come, the new spring to come, so then it's going to cause a loss. In other words, if it's totally dry, there's no loss because nothing's growing there anyway. So the case has to be where it's like it, it's not dry, but it lost its water source. So now it needs the new water source. Reb says, like No, that's not what it means. There's no difference whether it's original Mayan uh, dried up or not. Here's how it works. If you have a brand new spring, you're not allowed to use that on Chol HaMayid because it's going to come to new things don't work like they used to. They don't last like they used to. It's going to come to a lot of work. So you see from here, says the Gemara, that the Tana of our Mishnah can very well be Reb Yehuda. He could be Reb Yehuda because you see from over here, you're not allowed to do... You're not allowed to um, uh, do tirchi yasera. You're not allowed to put in too much effort. And the um, and this is true even when it's going to cause, even if otherwise you would have had a loss. Okay. So the Azayzak Ravuna. Ravuna is saying that the Tan of Ramishna is Reb Yehuda and it's not necess- and it's not the original opinion which we thought was Reb Lezer Ben Yaakov. Okay. Says the Gemara, one second. Umimai, why are you assuming that it has to be Reb Yehuda? Doma adkan like Reb Yehuda beis hashlochem ella beis in beis habalei. Maybe Reb Yehuda says that when it comes to watering a field, you're allowed to water a field that needs the water. Again, why? Keep in mind, because otherwise it's a loss. But a field that could be sustained on rainwater, can you make the stream? Can you bring the stream over to? No, because it could rely on rainwater, so it's not going to be a loss. But I'm, I'm sorry. This is only when you have a brand new spring by a brand new spring, which you don't know what's going to happen. Top of Amud Bay's Domasi Lin Pule, it might come to fall down, and it might come to Tirchiyasira Avomayan Sheyatzimetchila, but an older spring. Delayasi Lin Pule. There's no concern of it falling and, and extreme work. Maybe Rabbi Yehuda would say you're even allowed to water a field that doesn't need the water because there's no excessive work. There's no extra effort that's being put in over here. And this, if this is true, this does not work out with our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda would now be holding that you're allowed to have an, an old spring Take care of a field that's not even going to be a Dabar Avid. That does, that's not true with our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah says, in order for it to be allowed, the, the, there necessarily needs to be a potential loss. So that's our question on Abaye. Okay? Maybe Rabbi Huda is not the Tana. Says the Gemara, no. 
don't assume the Rabbi Yehuda holds an old spring would be permitted even when it's not a Dover of it. I'll tell you why. If you're going to say it's not Rabbi Yehuda, who else are you going to say it's not of a Mishnah? It's got to be Rabbi Yehuda. There's no difference in an old spring or a new spring. If it needs water, you could bring the spring over. If it relies on rainwater, doesn't need it, light. Not allowed. Oh, so why do we talk about a, a new spring? Just to teach us the strength of Rev Meir's leniency. This is very important because... When a person's, it's very important to know an halacha. As long as somebody's got the shoulders. The person who's more lenient, very often is the one who we're going to want to follow. Because kayach te'atera adif. You can only be lenient if you really know what you're talking about. If you don't know what you're talking about, that's where you're going to start, that's where you're going to start being machmir. So we want to bring out the strength of Rav Meir's leniency. The afilu mayan hayaitse betchila. Even a spring that's brand new, can be used to water uh, from it even a, uh, uh, even a field that didn't need that spring and can rely on rainwater, period. Okay, Gavaldik. Bottom line, bottom line, we wanted to know who's the town of our Mishnah. The Gemara right now is walking away with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda may very well be the Tana of our Mishnah. Okay, brand new statement. Here we go. We're now up to Itmar. Um, let's see, we are, I'll count how many lines from the top of the page. Itmar, we learned. A person who is menachesh, a person who weeds out seeds, growths on Shabbos, or a person who waters things on Shabbos. So there's two transgressions here. So what do we, when we give him warning that it's not allowed, which warning do we give? Rabbah says that it's, we tell him, oh, you're plowing. Okay? Again, either weeding or watering. Says Rabbah, plowing, that's what you tell him. You can't do that, it's Chayrish. You say, oh, you can't do that. It's planting. Okay? Now, Omar Rabba. Rabba says, what's going on here? Now, let's talk about this outside. Would you put weeding and watering together? Right? Weeding, apisvara, logic. You'd say, oh, listen, you're weeding, or are you pulling stuff out? That's probably plowing. Yeah, you're like you're taking stuff out of the ground, you're turning the ground over. Watering is area. That's more like planting, right? Interestingly, Rabbah says they're both plowing, and Rabbi Yisuf says they're both planting. So let's get into this. I'm a Rabbah. Kabasi Didi Mistavra. Rabbah says, I'm right. Makes sense. Yeah, he's sticking up for himself. Yeah. I'm more logical. Just like when it comes to plowing. What happens? The the Ara, the earth becomes soft. So too, when you weed and water the ground, you're softening it up, like plowing. I'm more logical. Yeah, makes sense. He's sticking up for, his, for himself, right? Why? Just like when it comes to um, planting. 
why do you do it? To help the seed grow, the fruit emerge. So too, when you water it or you weed it, both purposes are to help a fruit grow. So they're both planting. Beautiful. Amalei Abayi Rabba. So says to Rabba, who says that it is plowing, right? He says like this. Ladidach Kasha, I've got a question on you. The Rabbi Yosef Kasha, I've got a question on Rabbi Yosef. Now, why? Ladidach Kasha, here's my question on you that it's called plowing. I get why you want to call it plowing. Because, no, it's softening. It's softening the earth. Fine. But you're going to tell me it's not, it's not, uh, it's not Zireya? Just because it's Chayrish, you're going to tell me that's to the exclusion of helping something emerge? Of course watering and weeding is doing it, is helping. And on Rabbi Yisif also I got a question. It's only Zireya. It's not Chayrish. Meaning, you know what? I understand both sides. Let's keep going. The beautiful message in life. And if you're going to say that, oh, maybe there is two, but you're only going to be chayav on one and they're deciding which one it is. Let's say somebody is pruning because he needs the wood uh, to, to build a bonfire. Okay? You're obligated in two. Both for Naitea and for Kaitzer. So what's his question? He's asking about the Akasha. Says says um Abaye. Rabba, you say it's Khairish. Rabbi Yisef, you say it's Zaira. You're both right. You can have one action when it comes to Hilcha Shabbos. And you're Chaya both. Why are you arguing? It's Zaira and it's Khairish. Both. When somebody speaks Lashon Hara, or let's call it like this, when someone speaks Maitzi Shemra, there's a transgression of Maitzi Shemra, slander, and you lied. You could have seven, Chavaz Chaim writes, with one word, one negative word about another Yid, you could, you could transgress 17 Averis slash Mitzvahs. Assays and lace assays. With one word. Say, Asabai, a beautiful kasha. Why are you arguing? One of you says, No, oh, this is a chayrish. Oh, no, it's a rare. You're both right. Gomorrah says, Kasha. It's a good question. Okay. <laughs> it's a good question. A person who pulls out weeds and um, or covers up earth because. Um, uh, because, and, and by doing this, he's allowing forbidden mixtures of seeds to grow, like if we give him Malkash. Even if a person keeps climbing, you don't even help it grow. Even if you know what's there and you leave it, you're Chayyim Malkash over there. Says Rabbi Yosef, according to me, where I say the problem is planting, that's why weeding is a problem of of climbing, of, of climbing. yeah. Because you're not allowed to plant climb. According to you, says the problem is plowing. Plowing climb is forbidden. So he says to him, yeah. When you plow it and you allow it to stay, right? by plowing it, that by definition, you're allowing it to stay. And that's why it's forbidden to keep it. And I'm not wrong. 
It seems to imply that Tanakama does not agree that you chayav Malkus just for keeping Klayim. So the Gemara says, no, really, let me explain. The entire Bryce is really Rabbi Akiva. And one half of the Bryce is giving us the reason for the other half. Let's explain. Here we go. What is the reason that when you weed, or you cover up the seeds or the growth by klayim like you're going to get malchus why why by covering it or weeding it are you going to be chayim malchus because by doing that you're showing you're aware and you're keeping it and that's a problem because Rebbe Kiva says if you know you have klayim and you don't get rid of it, Chayev. My time with Rabbi Akiva. What's the reason for Rabbi Akiva that just keeping something in place and allowing that bad Avera to fester is forbidden? Your field should not be planted with Klayim. planted with I know you're not allowed to keep Klayim in your field. In your field? Uh-uh. No. It's not happening. Water in a, a, a field that needs irrigation. It makes sense. It's allowed. Because uh, that's why it's not allowed. Right? It's going to cause a lot of effort. And it's a loss. Fine. When it comes to Shemitah, whether you hold the transgression is planting, whether you hold the transgression is plowing, it's never allowed. You're not allowed to plant. You're not allowed to plow during Shemitah. On Cholamayid, there's exceptions. Sometimes you could. Sometimes you could. To maintain and it's not excessive effort. Okay, fine. But on Shemitah, you can't do such a thing. So why are we putting, ask the Gemara, why are we putting Shemitah and Cholamayid in the same category? Amr Abayabai says, Bishviyas Bizman Hazeh. We're dealing with Shemitah nowadays. Okay, let's explain. The Rebihi. And it is the opinion of Rebbe. Now, what do you mean Shemitah nowadays and Rebbe? Well, Shemitah nowadays, we're at Baruch Hashem, we're in a Shemitah year. People who live in Israel have this chos to deal with Kedusha Shemitah. It's very hard for the farmers, and it's, it, there's a lot. It, it, you know, the, keeping the halachas takes a lot of knowledge, but it's a tremendous mitzvah, it's an opportunity, right? So, how is Shemitah nowadays different than the way it was? The Tanya. We learned in the price Rabbi, Rabbi Yaimah, Rabbi says, shomait. And this is the halachas of the Shemitah, Shomait. Shomait means it becomes ownerless. You get rid of your field, it's not yours. Now it says, which is two Shemitahs. One's talking about that you remove ownership over the land. The other one's talking about removing ownership over money. Now, if we're familiar, um, there's, we know that loans get canceled out during the Shemitah year. At the same time that we were Meshamit Karka, we're Meshamit Ksafim. Okay, nowadays, we're. We're not giving up on the land. Okay, now, we'll explain in a minute why. You also don't have the loss of money. Now, Rebbe's of the opinion that whenever you don't have a yaivel, 
which we don't have nowadays, we don't have a Yevel year, you're also not going to have Shemitah. Okay? And therefore he said, Midai Raisa, biblically. And therefore he says, nowadays where there's no Yevel, the most Shemitah is going to be as a rabbinic thing. And uh, therefore, there's no biblical giving up of the land nowadays. Okay? And therefore, bottom line, how does this connect with anything? You see from here, that this is why you're allowed to water your field during Shemitah. Like Cholamayr. Ah, you're ever allowed to do that? Rebbe holds it there Abanan, and therefore he does allow for leniencies. Rav Amarav says a few times Rabban. You can even say it's the opinion of the Rabbanan, who says there's no difference between Shemitah nowadays and Shemitah the way it was. Avais, Aser, Rachmana. Really, what happens is an Av Melacha, a primary category of forbidden work, is going to be Aser during Shemitah, top of tomorrow's daf. Toldois Lai Asar Rachmana, but a secondary category which is um, of of uh, forbidden labor. Lai Asar Rachmana, the Torah does not uh, does not say it's Asar, meaning it's going to be allowed Midai Raisa Dechsev because it says we'll end with this step. Ubashana Shviyas Shabbos Shabbos and Yielach LaAretz is going to be the seventh year. The the land is going to have Shabbos. Sodchalei Sizra Begaimer your field you shouldn't plant. Michti Let's see Zmira Bechlal Zria. Pruning is part of planting, and it's part of the process. Bitsira Baklakitsira. And Bitsira, which is when you you uh pick off the grapes perhaps a little early, uh it's similar to harvesting. Lamai Hokasvina Rahmana. So why is there need to write uh, write it separate? Pruning along with the picking, it's all this, really the same thing, just different uh it's just different produce. Lememra is teaching us that Hani told us Mikhaev but Aachranaisa only these told us you're going to be chayev for doing during Shemitah, but any other tolda, any other secondary labor type of work is going to be allowed during Shemitah. Okay, we'll hold it here. Uh, we'll pick up Bezjam again for the bottom of Bezjam and Bez, give a new, give an introduction, Bezjam and Matzi Shabbos, um, to the halachas of Shemitah, and we will pick up, um, let's call it St. Louis time, 7 p.m. Mirzashem. All right, so we'll do 7 p.m. On uh, on Matzei Shabbos, have a wonderful, uh, a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. All the best.